Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi everyone, Alex here. I'd just like to take a moment to thank some of our patrons. Kate F. Morrow Grove. Elizabeth Cornwell. Kerry Lloyd. Casey Peevler. Flighty Broad. Rebecca Coffey. Tatum B. Addie Batts. Gladys Gonzalez. Zed Newton Whitaker. Anna Z. Megan Griffin. Empty Face Buttercup. Catherine Quinar. Kylie Perry. Emily Johnson. John Cullen. Metro 4. Megan O'Grady. Thank you all. We really appreciate your support. If you'd like to join them, go to www.patreon.com forward slash rustyquill and take a look at our rewards.
Rusty Quill presents The Magnus Archives Episode 143 Heart of Darkness Sure, it's this one. Yeah. Tape recorder thinks so too. Right. Something's coming then? Could be. No windows. Guess that makes sense. We still alone? I never said we were. Just said I couldn't see anybody. Oh, I thought you meant like see, see. Uh, no. We need to figure out Robert's house for this. What are you doing? Closing the door. Leave it open. We need as much light as possible, and I'm not seeing any bulbs. Right. Eyes peeled. Was that a joke? Yeah. Any clue where everyone is? Your guess is as good as mine. Well, my guess is an ambush. I don't know. Everyone back at the research base seemed pretty sure this place was empty. And you believe them? They weren't lying. Wait, you did your... Oh, yeah, no, I, I don't think they noticed. So they were serious? It's been empty for, what, a year? A bit more. As far as they knew, anyway. So what? This was another waste of time. No church, no dark sun. I'm gonna kill that son of a bitch. No, I... I think it's here. I, I can feel it like a... a hole in my mind. They just left it here. Maybe. Kinda wish Daisy was here. Basira? Yeah? Sorry. I know this isn't- Behind you! Down! Don't move! Oh, charming. Who are you? John? Who are you? Manuela. Manuela Dominguez. Where is everybody? Go to hell. Answer her. They're dead because of you. Me? What did you do? Nothing, I don't think. Your institute. What? So she sent you to finish the job. Who? Your archivist, Gertrude Robinson. Gertrude? It doesn't make any sense. What happened? Don't... don't make me, please. Tell me. Fine. Fine. And what do you wish to hear? Shall I tell you of the decades of preparation? The long wait for the eclipse? Three hundred years from the failure that birthed the thing that preached from the depths of Maxwell Rayner? The sacrifices made to birth the dark star that would make it all possible. 
It was to be a week of night and horror, culminating in the eclipse that passed over Nielesund on the 20th of March 2015, almost 300 years after Halley's eclipse passed over London. We had hundreds of sacrifices prepared and ready, plunged into darkness and terror for days on end, all prepared to culminate in the unveiling of that point of purest night at the moment of the eclipse's height. It would open the door to a world of true and holy darkness, extinguish the sun, and take us to a place where we would be redeemed of our base and corrupt need for light and warmth. Maxwell was here with me, prepared for our moment of triumph, and our churches around the world were ready in those lost and forgotten places of worship, shut up and left in shadow. Hither Green was, I believe, where your institute was watching, but Natalie's efforts were a small and meagre part of the greater effort. When they collapsed, it was as nothing to the grand ritual, though perhaps we should have seen it as the first sign of what was happening, but we had no idea. To begin our seven-day feast, we slew the still and lightless beast and drank of its stagnant blood submerging the first of the sacrifices in the brackish water it had blessed with its stillness. Maxwell plunged its claws into his chest, freeing the darkness within him, and we waited, and we sang, and we exulted in divine stillness. The darkness was beyond anything that could be imagined. And even in my wildest experimentations in the void of space, I could not have believed such a piece was possible as I felt in the quiet, whimpering terror of that place. The sky was light, but we were well protected, and we knew that when the sun was swallowed in eclipse, the darkness would be complete. We believed it far too late for anyone to stop us, and the crude methods of your archivist least of all. The death of a few have never been more than an inconvenience, and that's all she was ever really capable of. You were not the first to try and stop us, you know. Not even within living memory. I was but newly joined when Lynette fled the church and Maxwell had her silenced. But I remember her brute of a husband. He fed the beast for us, you know. When first he believed Lynette might still be saved. Then, later, we faithful served as his fuel to banish it but not for long. That's the thing about darkness, isn't it? You try your hardest to eradicate, flood your surroundings with light, but it's always there at the edges, waiting for the glow to weaken, to return and cover you forever. Robert Montauk discovered that the hard way, and someday, so will your Gertrude. But we got so close. We touched it. There is another world, a world of still and quiet darkness, where no heat touches and death cannot find you. You might wander beneath that empty sky of void forever and never see a light to guide your way. No left, no right, no up or down, only forward into the crowded, shivering gloom. For that night is not empty, far from it.
Things move there. The sounds of shuffling, scuttling, crawling, a scream. The fall of gentle, stagnant raindrops that chills you as you try desperately to know if that is the sound of the storm or something out there. It is a world of the fear of darkness. And as I began to see it, I felt again that celestial terror that had not gripped my heart since first I gazed upon the pitch black sun that I had created. The scream was mine, and it was joined by uncounted voices in fearful song. I was complete. It was so very close. We were to slice a hole in the world, and this paradise would flow through the wound like ink, smothering the sun and all its children. Maxwell had always had the visions, the drive. Whatever was inside him pulled him to this end, to this great undertaking like a magnet. And I was so very honored to be his right hand. Natalie and the others followed, but they did not truly understand. Not truly, with their talk of peace and unity and Mr. Pitch. A friendly name to try and hide from a concept they couldn't grasp. Vardan Darvish had an inkling, I thought, but he crossed a Montauk which has traditionally gone poorly for us. But as the hours turned into days and the final dusk got closer, it seemed as though all the uncertainty was washed away. I don't know exactly when it all started to come undone. I think Maxwell first felt the ripples four days before the eclipse was due. It was strange, like a pause in the hysterical whimpering and fruitless prayers of the sacrifices, and a ripple that was felt through the waters and the stagnant blood that bound us, a disruption. We would later learn that this was the collapse of the ritual at Hither Green, but it was only the first. Our congregation in Alaska disappeared the next day, and Russia as well. One by one, it seemed our scattered whispers of night were falling and holding it together, keeping the lightless world anchored to our star, bringing it closer, was becoming an almost unbearable strain on Maxwell. I helped as I could, but without knowing what was happening, there was little I could do to stabilize it. I began to drown the sacrifices, too soon perhaps. But it worked to keep it going and keep it together until at last we felt it, the eclipse. We had been worshiping in the deepest dark and yet when it crossed the sun, I felt it roll over us like a cooling balm on a summer's day, plunging us into a deep black void, far more complete than I can ever convey with mere words. It was more than beautiful. It was divine. And as we unveiled our new and absent son, the sacrifices who remained screamed and fell in holy agonies, and the world of endless night we had been promised began to pour in, shining out and all around us. It touched and caressed our souls with the soothing fears of night, 
and I heard Maxwell weeping with joy at what we had done. And then it stopped. It just stopped. All at once that loving embrace was stripped from us and it began to retreat, to recede back into the place that it had come from. We were so close. We were so close. I heard Maxwell cry out, scrambling desperately into the dark sun, stopping just short of touching it. But it was too late. Whatever it was that you and your archivist did, it clearly worked. We left, half of us dead and the other half destroyed by coming so close to the true essence and being denied. In my most wretched hours, I wonder, perhaps it was us. Perhaps we simply lacked faith. We weren't worthy. The world wasn't worthy. But no, we were ready. We had earned our dark rapture and we were robbed. I don't know how long we waited after that. It was weeks before anyone spoke. And then, when they did, the arguments began. The recriminations, the desperate resolutions to try again, to find what went wrong. But I could see in his eyes that Maxwell was so very tired. And all the words fell to nothing. Instead, we began the search for his successor a new host for his continuation. He would regain his strength and we would plan our next move. It was difficult though. The approaching culmination had meant Maxwell had not prepared another host and the search for another vessel was long and involved. Finally, about 18 months ago, we found one, a child whose father had, by coincidence, been directly marked by the dark. It was a desperate plan, but we were desperate, a shadow of what we had been. Maxwell left me here to guard the Black Sun, and everyone else left to help in his rebirth. But it didn't work, did it? I can only assume we were too weak to hide from you, and you struck when Maxwell was vulnerable. For the first six months, I let myself hope that my suspicions were unfounded, that the silence I felt was simply him lying low, recovering before returning to his abandoned disciple. But no, soon enough, I could no longer fool myself. He had been slain, and I was alone. And here I have remained. Perhaps I have told myself that I am preparing gathering my own strength and making my plans to continue the church in his name. But I think in my heart, I've been waiting for this moment, for the final axe to fall and finish the last remnant of our holy crusade. And here, at last, you are. There, now you can kill me like the others. She telling the truth? Yeah. I, I mean, unless she can lie to me somehow.
You said it wasn't the eclipse. It's not the time. Well, she believes it at least. This doesn't make any sense. Well, where is she? Afraid to face what she's done. Just shut up. <laughs> Coward. So, how did she do it? It's been three years. Waiting. Guarding this place without hope. At least do me the courtesy of telling me how she collapsed our moment of triumph. You really don't know, do you? Know what? Gertrude's dead. She died right around the time of your ritual. <laughs> so, stopping us took everything she had. You wish. She was murdered. Unrelated, as far as we can tell. That's... I... Then why are you here? Maxwell is dead. The ritual failed. What's left? A good question, Basira. You said the Dark Sun was still here. <laughs> Fine. If you're so keen to take everything, undo the work of centuries, it's just through that door. John? How dangerous is it? Only myself, Maxwell, and Natalie could even look upon it. It will annihilate you both in an instant. Ask her how we can destroy it. I know how. I just need to see it. See as in? As in, actually see it. Go ahead. Just try. Look, it's all right, John. No one else knows it's here. And if we just leave it, no one will know. No. I, I'm doing this. Get out. One second. Stay here. Look, I'm okay. I can help! needed a door. How did you... Well, finding this place was easy without the darkness. Will she be coming back? No. Uh, this one I think I'll keep. I... Why are you here? I told you. I've decided to help. I thought you might like a way home. Another door? If you want it. How was it, looking upon the dark? I thought I was going to die. You seem to think that a lot. I remember when you thought you were going to die at my threshold. Yeah. Go find your Basira. Then let's get you both home.
The Magnus Archives is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. Today's episode was written by Jonathan Sims and directed by Alexander J. Newell. To subscribe, view associated material, or join our Patreon, visit rustyquill.com. Rate and review us online, tweet us at the Rusty Quill. Visit us on Facebook or email us at mail at rustyquill.com. Join our communities on the forum via the website or on Reddit at r slash the Magnus Archives. Thanks for listening. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi everyone, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun! and see you later.